0: Uh, Thank you very much, uh, John Ducanthony, for your kind introduction. Um, Every year I have to push back when I participate in these conferences about uh, how you should not have overdone it. I don't believe I deserve the compliments you've given me. I want to um, uh, let you know how pleased I am to be part of the 23rd Annual Policymakers Conference. The, uh, The theme of your conference this year is a fairly challenging one. Framing and charting the region's issues, interests, challenges, and opportunities, implications for U.S. and Arab policies. I believe if we want to go through this subject seriously, we will be here for six months. Um, I, I would like to uh, discuss, however, the bilateral relationship between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia because I believe it, is, it gives insights into the uh, U.S. relations uh, with the region in general as well as the challenges they face. So if I may, I'd like to talk a little bit about the history of our two countries, uh, the, the relationship that is between them, the challenges that we faced over the years, how we overcome, overcame them, the opportunities we see, um, and how we deal with those opportunities going forward. I think when we look back at the history of Saudi Arabia, we start in the 1930s when your Army Corps of Engineers was building the Golden Gate Bridge your U.S. business community was building a 6,000-mile bridge or 8,000, depending on where where in the U.S. it lands, bridge to Saudi Arabia. You sent your oil companies came, looked for oil. We were hoping they'd find water. They didn't. They found lots of oil. Business community uh, was established in Saudi Arabia. Americans uh, lived in the kingdom, uh, established roots in the kingdom, and the relationship uh, took off from there. In the 1940s, the relationship took on a military, a political dimension, with the first meeting of the head, of the two heads of state of our two countries, King Abdulaziz. In 1944, for the first time in his life, left the Arabian Peninsula to meet with President Roosevelt on the USS Quincy, at the Great Butir Lake in Egypt, and it was a relationship that cemented the political bond between our two countries, and has uh, uh, and has. uh, which has grown broader and deeper with every passing decade. I think the military dimension of our relationship began in the early 1950s with the establishment of the U.S. Foreign Military Assistance or Foreign Military Sales Program to Saudi Arabia. U.S. military mission was established in the kingdom in the 50s, and this added another element to the bilateral relationship between our two countries. When we look at our relationship uh, over the years, we see a partnership – Uh, that uh, protects the mutual interests of our people and our countries. We support each other, we reinforce each other, and that creates a synergy that allows our two countries to overcome many challenges. And some of those challenges have been uh, very difficult to deal with. In the 1950s and 60s, the uh, revolutionary winds were sweeping throughout the Arab world. The monarchies were collapsing all over the Middle East, and yet the relationship between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia was able to deal with those challenges and first stop and then roll back the the radicalism that was sweeping through the area. Um, in the 1970s, we worked very closely together to confront another threat, the threat of the Soviet Union. Uh, when we look at the map in 1975, the Soviet Union, or in the early 70s, the Soviet Union was in Egypt, in Libya, in Algeria, in Ethiopia, in Somalia, in the People's Democratic Republic of Yemen, in Iraq, and it was all over. And it was on a rampage in in Africa and later on in Central America. And our two countries took it upon themselves to confront this danger and to roll back this danger. And over a period of 10 years, 12 years, 14 years, we were able to defeat the Soviet Union, remove it from the Middle East defeated in Afghanistan, which ultimately led to the collapse of the Soviet Union um, in 1990, 1991, This was a, the, one of the high watermarks in the history of our countries. We also worked very closely together in 1990 to put together an international coalition of over 30 countries to liberate Kuwait from Saddam Hussein's occupation. Um, we worked together in the 90s. In hindsight, not so well to go after the terrorism that became Al Qaeda. And after 2011, after 9/11, our two countries have been very close partners and allies in the war against uh, terrorism. We work very closely together to go after the men, the money, and the mindset that is behind this. And I believe that since the tragic events of 9/11, um, we have we have uh, made great progress in in putting the terrorists on the defensive and in beginning to deal with delegitimizing the mindset unfortunately you deal with you, you push back on one organization another entity emerges the dangers we see today in our region and in particular after the events of 2011 is our region is going through major transfer- transformations um, The uh, events in in Tunisia, in Egypt, in Libya, what we see today in Syria, in Iraq, the uh, Iran's quest for nuclear weapons and its uh, involvement in the affairs of the countries of the region is a source of of grave danger to all of us. The instabilities in in Afghanistan, the... uh, the the situation in Yemen in Somalia these are all, that's, that's a I can't say a handful and I can't say a plateful that's a tableful we our two countries are working together to deal with the events in all of these areas in addition to terrorists and pirates um, we are looking at energy situation we're looking at the financial system around the world and so in all of those areas I would say that our our objectives are very closely Aligned, the, um, there may be some differences with regards to tactics and how we get there, but there is no doubt that we both want the same outcomes, and we're working very closely to achieve those outcomes. Um, we will, uh, I believe, come out of this when when the dust settles. Our region will be in a much better place than it was. Um, we just have to ride through the storm and, and make sure that that we maintain. Our focus, and that we don't let up when it comes to uh, confronting either aggression or confronting extremist ideology. There is no um, space uh, in, in, in our world for people who justify the killing of the innocent. Um, there is no room in our faith as Muslims for anyone who kills the innocent because our faith teaches us that he who kills an innocent soul is as if he has killed all of humanity – there is no rhyme or reason to justify this. The images of decapitated heads being carried by children and shown on television are grotesque. No human being, no faith, no ethnic ethnicity, no nationality, no humanity would accept this. And uh, we certainly don't. And this is a, a danger that we are determined to eradicate um, by ourselves, with our friends, with the international community. Um, we must rid our world of this, of this scourge, and God willing, um, we will. Now, I think I covered most of the four themes I wanted to talk to you about, but I will talk a little bit about the opportunities we see, because I'm not a depressive person. I'm generally an optimist. I think that the, the potential that our relationship has, between the U.S. side relationship has, is tremendous, I look at the numbers, and I'm asto- astonished by how positive and how extensive this relationship has been. Eight years ago, we had 7,000 students studying in the United States. Today, we have over 120,000 with their dependents. This is just in a matter of eight years. Um, American investments in Saudi Arabia, I believe, in the past seven or eight years have doubled from what they were in the previous 70 years, if we exclude Aramco. And investments in the oil sector, the number of Saudis visiting the United States, um, the number of Americans visiting Saudi Arabia at record numbers. If I look at the uh, interactions between our two governments across the board, we have a relationship today that is institutionalised, um, that is uh, that runs on all cylinders, and that uh, where our officials are working together at the working level and at the senior levels in areas from combating MERS, all the way to missile defense, and everything in between. Um, this is unprecedented in the history of our two countries. I look forward in terms of the future, and I see the 120,000 students acting as another 120,000 bridges between our two countries for the rest of their lives, and I see them as ambassadors of Saudi Arabia to the U.S., and as ambassadors of the relationship to Saudi Arabia. Um I look at the the tremendous uh, changes that are taking place in my country with regards to uh, opening up the economic system, easing regulations for doing business, with regards to improving education, uh, with regards to the tremendous investments that are being made in infrastructure, and I see a, a country that is poised for even greater economic growth and, and opportunity, which will benefit our citizens and which can benefit those who have confidence in the kingdom and who are willing to come and invest in the kingdom, and I and I believe over the past 70 or 80 years, American companies have been the most bullish of all international companies when it comes to Saudi Arabia because of the long-standing history between the two countries and between the the two people. And so, going forward, I see I see a deepening, a broadening, a strengthening of that relationship at every level, whether it's the military the security, the political, the economic, or most importantly, the human-to-human relationship between our two countries. So with that, um, like I said, keep your hopes up. I'm very optimistic. I believe the challenges, while, while grave and dangerous, can and will be overcome with resolve and with determination and with strong cooperation between our two countries. Every time the U.S. and Saudi Arabia have come together, we have done wonders. Uh, in terms of changing our region and by, by by extension changing the world for the better and uh, I expect that this will continue and it will become uh, stronger and so thank you very much for um, allowing me to speak here to you today and John, thanks again for organizing this uh, very important and, and wonderful conference and good luck to all of you and I hope you enjoy the rest of this conference thank you